Hi, I am Jen Matthews, and I'm an adoptee. You're listening to Conversations About Adoption, a podcast where I interview and converse with other adoptees and first parents about their stories and other issues around adoption. My goal is to spread the perspectives of other adoptees and first parents so we can challenge the common narratives and misconceptions of adoption and hopefully shed light on the social justice issues pertaining to adoption, as well as the issues adoptees and first parents face on a regular basis. Before we get into this second episode with Rich Erlob, I just wanted to give a disclaimer. Um, We're going to be talking about his musical, and I wanted to include the songs in the podcast episode. However, I tried to do that via screen sharing, And I think I missed a setting uh, that I should have changed and it altered the recording. So I've had to dub the songs back in, but it also affected the rest of our conversational recording quality. So I just wanted to apologize for that ahead of time because I'm an adoptee. And anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast episode and please interact with the feedback section and tell me what you think of these songs because... I found them very moving. Okay, so in the last episode, I was talking to Rich Erlob um, about his story and advocacy um, in the legislature. But he is also a creative person. And at the summit, um, he surprised us all by telling us about a musical that he's working on. And how did you tell us that the idea hit you, Rich? I forget now. Well, I don't, but for the people that are listening. So uh, this this was an, another COVID creative project, right? During the pandemic, I was sitting outside in a hot tub and just got this download of about 15 song titles in my head and thought that would make a really cool musical. Download? Yeah. I mean, the, the if you want to if you want to say that the muse showed up or <laughs> God smiled on me and said, "Here you go, you know, go write this musical." I, however, you want to frame it, but it's you know, in, in writer world and like in poets and stuff, they said, well, "You know, the, this was just a gift from the muse." <laughs> I know at the summit you said something about lightning hitting you or something. Oh, <laughs> you were yeah. He said something like lightning struck and these songs downloaded in your head. So there, there was no lightning, to be clear. <laughs> well, metaphorical. Um, could ex- yeah, that metaphorical lightning. <laughs> and, so you, you know, want to tell a- us about this musical idea? So uh, I, I grew up playing the piano. My mom started piano lessons for me at five where she was teaching us. And it was sort of a love hate thing because you hate to practice and you know, the kids down the block want you to come play football and you have to go play the piano instead and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, I, I enjoy music. I still have a piano. I still play it and have had a lot of opportunities to be exposed to a lot of different types of music. And so it, uh, what's the best way to put it? everybody needs a creative outlet. And so I do do a lot of writing, you know, JK Rowling says she writes for her sanity. And so 
I think I'm kind of one of those people where getting what's inside my head and heart out onto a page or out into whether it's singing at karaoke or trying to write a musical. Um, I just try to move those things outside. And so um, this appeared and I instantly knew what the story would be because to my knowledge, there is no musical capturing the baby scoop era, capturing that last half of the 20th century in the U S around the issues of adoption. And <clears throat> once that happened, um, I started looking online. I started doing music production classes online instead of just playing the piano, learning about electronic music wow. and how to put those files together. And out of all that, the first class I took, the, the assignment was to write what's called the I want song, which is you have a main character who wants something and either they get it or they don't. And then there's stories about what do they do to get it or not get it. Let me guess. Is that the song called Baby Fever? Uh, no, this is no? a song that's not posted up there, but it is performed. Um, if you look on the website, there's a link to where it was performed at in Orange County. Mm. <clears throat> and it's a song called Dying to Know. Oh, yeah. And so that's a song. The main character is named Joshua. And... Uh, Joshua is raised in a Jewish family, but he is of a different ethnic background. And so he sings this song, Dying to Know, after he finds out that he was adopted through uh, surprise circumstances. Wow. Ba Baby Fever is the opening number. It's like the kickoff song that sort of frames it. You got the birth parents saying, we just made a baby. What are we supposed to do? You got the adoptive parents saying, we can't make a baby. What are we supposed to do? You got the social worker and the nuns and the, <laughs> the priest. And so everybody's there for the opening scene, kind of framing the, the culture of the story. Wow. I'm going to, I'm going to play a little snippet of that one. And these are available on his website, which is ftrmusical.com. And I'll make sure that link is in the show notes for this too. That's really says it all right there. That's really interesting. I, yeah, I, uh, it captures it for sure. It's got a lot of high energy and, um, 
Yeah, I I'm kind of speechless. I'm still trying to process that. I only played part of it because I don't want to suck up a whole bunch of time. But, you know, like I said, you can listen to the songs on the uh, website, ftrmusical.com. And, um, wow, that's, I don't know. So later later in the song, and, and yeah. everybody can listen to it, but uh, kind of each each perspective is introduced. And so you've got, uh, the, there's a group of adoptees. These are adults playing infant adoptees. Mm. But what the what the adoptees sing is we are all just heartbeats at the heart of all this mess. Primal story repeats leaving people in distress. Wow. The words and, are really good, man. Like kudos. Thank you. Thank you. I've I've been involved with Lighthouse Writers Workshop here in Colorado for years. I mean twenty years probably. And as part of that, I became enamored with formalist poetry, which is all about meter and rhyme and a tight choice of language. And it really translates well into um, being a lyricist. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And so a lot of these, a lot of these things would just sort of flow out of me. It was kind of weird, but, uh, and then, and then you have the agency slash uh, social worker people saying their their main theme is you have problems we have answers so lift up your worried chins um now i'm blanking on the lyric that's okay that's okay it ends up saying so that everybody wins is basically their their final line <laughs> so they're Almost. presenting this as a as a win-win-win for everybody and um that kind of frames the rest of the action for the show. Wow. Now, how far have you gotten as far as production? Like, do you, you know, like where, where are you at in that stage of things? Is anybody, do you have a cast working on it or anything like that? Or. So it's, it's what, what they, in the musical theater world is what they call in development. Okay. Um, the musical, at least the first round of it before it gets sliced and diced by uh, maybe a, a director or, or workshopping it in full is complete. So there's two full acts, um, 18 songs, wow. some of which are reprises and repeat. So you're looking at a, a good solid, you know, hour and 45 minute, two hour show. <laughs> and in the production, um, some of the songs have been performed. Like I, I played the song at the summit uh, testify, which is sort of a rally. The troops get up and fight for your rights song. Yeah. I'm planning on playing that one. <laughs> we were all so excited. We were like, Oh my God, he really captured it. Um, and then at, at the uh, orange coast um, community Unitarian church where Beth Syverson goes um she did a whole program for their community about adoption and used two of the songs real mother and dying to know as part of that and that was really meaningful because when those of us in the community we get it when we hear the words we get it but these were people who really weren't that familiar with all the issues and it was so meaningful to me that they were moved by it as well 
Yeah, art can help to communicate stuff in ways that just conversation can't always do. You know, that's like one of the beauties of music and lyrics and, you know, you can really pour your soul out in it. And even people who don't exactly understand the situation, there's something relatable about it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that was a big piece of it is this is a way to get the story out there into the culture yeah, and access people's brains on a level where, and I, I know you've probably had this experience. I have, I have a group of friends I grew up with and we'll get together and they'll say, so what's going on, Rich? And I get like five minutes to talk about adoption stuff. And then I have to talk about something else. <laughs> Glazed they, eyes start happening. Yeah. They, they glaze over. Like we've heard this, we get it. It's a big deal. It's a big part of your life. We love you. And what else is happening in your life? Whereas this, when I, when I played these songs, like I sent them the website and they came back going, wow, we, this, we didn't know on this level, you know, what this is about. And so that, that gets into the limbic brain, you know, the artistic side of us and uh, the non, the deeper than just verbal, like you're saying. And so that's really my goal is, uh, if it ever makes some money to help use some of that money toward advocacy and more than anything, just to help educate and, and touch people about yeah. the reality of these stories. Now on your website, I see here, it's a selected for the 2023 Colorado music festival. So what does that mean exactly? Yeah, that just happened in August. Um, there are music festivals and workshops that happen all over the country at different theaters. And I'm in the process of submitting to as many of them as I can. And so the Colorado Musical Festival uh, has only been going about four years as kind of a fledgling operation. But the the goal is to help develop musicals here in the state of Colorado. But they accepted from all over the country. There's some really well-recognized. I felt honored to be among them because there are some well-recognized musicals that they also accepted. Huh. And so it's it was... They've done different formats every year, but this year it was kind of a, a a cabaret of different songs selected from 11 different musicals. Were they just performed for people to see? Uh, yes, it was live performance on stage. And they do it at a reading, which if you're not familiar with what a reading is, they don't. there's no blocking, there's no costumes, there's no special lighting. People just stand up there with the music and the lines on a music stand and they read and sing. And so that's what they call a staged reading, which is incredibly useful in developing it because getting it, as they say, from page to stage really reveals the strengths and also reveals things that are unnecessary or places where maybe a character needs to say it differently or you need a better transition going into the next scene or that sort of thing. So it's it's very useful. And that's what this is about is to help people develop their musicals that are not fully produced yet. I'm going to learn all kinds of new things about musicals that I didn't know. Um, So was it, did you have, like, were you able to pick the people who performed it or was it like a set group that was working with this theater that did the performance? So the directors of the festival were the ones who recruited the cast. Okay. 
And I really had uh, no say in that. I sat in on uh, one rehearsal and, you know, they asked me for input on uh, points on a couple of songs, which I was happy to give. But basically as the writer, uh, you, you hand the project off to whoever the director is. Gotcha. And you don't offer unsolicited input. Um, or if you have unsolicited input, you offer it quietly to the director and they can decide whether to take that input. I see. I see. Were you pretty happy with how it came out, even though it's like a stage read, like you said? But You know, it's exciting to me because the cast really, really got into it. They did the first three songs from the musical and um, two of those three are not on the website but the the first three songs are baby fever which we heard the next song is called the golden hour which is uh, after blanca who is the young birth mother she's 16 after she gives birth there's this is sort of like a, a an imaginary conversation between two babies in the maternity ward nursery oh. comparing notes and it's it's pretty powerful. I had, oh my God. I yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I had, like I just I got hit with something because I was reminded. Like I spent a week in the hospital after I was born, and I had this um, conversation with this first mom. Like I didn't even know her. I don't even know how it ended up happening, but we ended up on the phone for like two hours, and she said to me she asked me she's like who held you yeah and i was like what and she's like you were alone and you were in pain because i had this deformity with my foot and they had to put a cast on it hmm. she's like who held you and i'm like i don't know and i just like started sobbing <laughs> like cause uh, yeah. i don't know i don't know <laughs> you know and that's really like when you said that, it was like, ugh, because I know I was in a nursery, you know, and there were other babies there that people were happy they were born, you know. And, uh, yeah, I just, I'm sorry, it just took me right to that moment. I, well, but, and, and that's, that's what it's meant to do, is to capture the disparity of the difference between and, and, you know, in the early days, nobody was laying the baby on their mother's chest. They cut the cord, took the baby away, cleaned it up, and then brought the baby back. Yep. But this kind of highlights that difference. There's, there's like the immediate bonding that continues yeah. from the womb, and then there's the immediate separation and darkness. Yep. Yep. Damn you, Rich. You're going to be triggering all kind of people with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, a couple of mothers in the in the room came up and they and they said, "Are you going to make me cry through this whole damn musical?" Probably. I said, I said, "No, no. There's fun parts. There's some very heavy emotions, but there's some fun, some empowered parts. There's some entertaining parts. There's comedy. So it's it's a mix, but it it does it does get into the deep emotion of it." Yeah, I'm sure it's going to really really trigger people, but it seems like you understand to have that like pressure release. You know, with those comic moments and things like that, you kind of have to have that. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster, is what you've written here. It sounds like. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, the, and the third song is that they performed, which I haven't put out there anywhere yet. 
Uh-huh. But the cast, it took them a little while to catch on. Um, but once they got it, they they loved it. Um, and it, it's called What's Best for You. Uh-huh. And it's basically a coerced relinquishment song where Blanca is in the hospital and her parents and the social worker and the priest and the nun are all singing this song to her called what's best for you. Wow. And it's a, it's kind of a dark macabre, um, in a fun sounding swingy way. It's, you know, we only want what's best for baby and for you. And yes, we must confess it can be good for us too. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. So you've got the songs written. Do you have the whole script written out too? Like the whole story? Yeah. Wow. It's been a lot of work. Okay, Rich, I'm going to tell you this. If it ever becomes like an actual stage production, if you get to that point, you realize you're going to have to put this out on DVD so we can all see it. (laughs) Absolutely. one One of the goals is to create like a cast recording, hopefully in the next, you know, six months to year. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's oh. now I see here the second song is called Real Mother. Yes. That can be taken many ways. <laughs> well, the, the it's a duet and the it takes place after baby Joshua has been relinquished and is now with his new family, the Greenmans. Okay. And the two mothers never meet, but they sing the song kind of singing out into the night from their respective homes. And are you going to play part of it or do you want me to explain? Yeah, I'll play it. I just, you know, what I went to in my mind was that five bowl, you know, somewhere out there. Yes. Oh, that song was super triggering as a kid. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to play some of this. There's no nod to five bowl in um, Dying to Know. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hold on a second. See. My heart is racing, so happy embracing my son, my little man. And though we have just met, I'm so thrilled that I get to his little hand my heart is racing someone is replacing the role that i should fulfill i have no good choice now i have no real voice now i signed against my will am i a real mother because there's another who gives him what i could not how will i explain this that i will remain his true mother i am and i'm not Strangers, God, protect him from dangers. I'll never know his name. 
Her secret is hidden. He will be forbidden to learn from whom he came. You never know how much I loved him first. He'll never know how much I wanted a child. I pray that he'll feel loved, never cursed. I'll raise him to be smart and free from guile. Am I a real mother? Because there's another who gives him what I could not. How will I explain this? That I will remain his true mother. Documents a lie. Never will he see what he means to me. How can I ever heal this haunting grief I feel? I am his real mother, although there's another who gives him what I could not. I'll never. Explain this. I'll always remain his one mother who is and, and is not, who is and is not. Okay, you're gonna have both moms crying at this one. <laughs> oh my god, I, I just. It sucked me in, so I played the whole thing. I was like, that's really moving, also. Yeah, I could almost, like, envision it, you know? Like, two women on opposite sides of the stage, and it's dark, and there's, like, spotlights on each of them, and they're just... You know, I don't know if that's what you envisioned, but that's what I saw in my mind happening. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, like, that distance between them, you know, and... and uh Wow. In our in our table reading, which is kind of your first step, you just get a bunch of friends together and you buy wine and pizza and, and they read <laughs> your play. <laughs> but at the table reading, um, one of the moms who was there, um, her her comment was, uh, I, I feel like this was ripped from the pages of my life. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're gonna have like both sides of that both moms bawling in the audience probably at that song yeah and there was also an adoptive mom there and and they both just said this is uh this really captures the the tension and the ambiguity and the self-doubt and uh so much that goes on because the my goal in this is to make everyone human and make everyone uh, approaching this with 
generally good intentions yeah. and uh, wanting a good outcome. You know, it's not the goal is not to demonize any of the characters. Some of them do come off kind of badly <laughs> along the way, but um, like coercers probably. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. And it I, captures the times. That's the goal is to, to capture the times. Yeah, you did. Like I was thinking about like my, my situation. Cause my mom didn't even have like non-identifying info, like nothing. And like the scene could have been acted out by the two of them, you know, like, yeah, that's God, you, you, I'm glad that this was downloaded into you because you actually did something with it so far. You know what I mean? Like, who knows what ideas people get, but they don't run with it. And, and, and this is, this is going to be really important. And I think having something like this in the culture is going to be really valuable to getting non-adopted people to understand a little bit more about what it's like to be in these different shoes, you know? Yeah. The, the, the goal is to, to go deeper than just the win, 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 uh, myth. Yeah. Uh, you know, baby needs a home. Couple needs a baby. Mom can't raise a baby. Everybody wins and away we go, you know? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where did you say that, um, that other song is the, uh, dying to know or oh dying to know it's um if you look under uh development history okay and go down to where it says costa mesa california there's a link to uh keep going keep going keep going <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> ah, here uh, it is. There you go. Yeah. I need to put this onto multiple pages. It's like a, a template that's a one pager, and I just keep adding stuff to it. Oh, here it is. Dying to know. And you'll need to forward to about 53 minutes and 20 seconds if you want to play some of that. I'm not going to right now. I just want to look for it for myself later. Um. <sighs> I, I just so what's your future plans for the musical what's the next step well i'm i'm submitting to different workshops and different theaters who like to help develop new musical works okay i've done three submissions in the past two weeks um and i'm waiting to hear back on results from those um the show is going to be performed at least in substantial part, maybe not entirely because I did in, in one of the classes, I did another musical. It's like a 15 minute musical uh -huh. and the book writer where ideally you want to collaborate with um, the script writer or the book writer, a lyricist and a, and a composer. Um, and some people will double up on those, but in this class, I was the book writer and our assignment was to do something around AI with the theme of replaced and obsolescence. And so the musical I wrote for that, and it's going to be posted probably by the end of November that I can share, but 
Just got an amber alert. <laughs> Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Everybody's getting it. Okay. So, anyway, it's... Can you hear me okay? Yeah. There was an article sent out saying, everybody's phone's going to go off at 2.30 on whatever Wednesday because of this national test. Oh, interesting. Yeah, great timing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it well, goes. I'm surprised my phone hasn't rang because usually when I'm on a podcast, my phone rings two or three times. Oh, well, that's good. But um, so anyway, it's, it's about um, donor conception and it's a story called For the Good of Humanity. Oh. And it takes place at the cryobank that cares. <laughs> all kinds of shenanigans and fertility fraud ensue. So um, I, I think that is also going to be part of what's happening at the summit is to do that for the donor conceived folks. And then at least a, a, a good chunk of this um, as well on that Friday night at the summit. So yeah, that's some concrete uh coming up in the future and I'm recruiting actors for that might turn out to be in video form, but it, there's something you can't replace a live performance. You just can't replace what happens there. wonder if Laura Hyde does any stage performance besides stand up. <laughs> well, you know, I'm putting the call out there there after, after baby fever, not baby fever after testify was played at the summit in Louisville. Yeah. Uh, two people came up to me and said, I want to do that song or, um, Corey, who who performed there with her guitar, yeah, she she came up to me and she said, "If you're doing this again, um, consider this my audition." Oh, really? Yeah, and so there are there are a lot of talented people in the adoption community. the The guy who played Joshua in at the Colorado Musical Festival is an yeah. adopt a late discovery adoptee. Oh, cool! The woman who played Mrs. Gonzalez, uh, the mother of the of the birth mother the young birth mother is an adoptee and so they're going we get it any way we can help we want to be part of it and so i'm i'm kind of recruiting auditions right now we we need about 10 people as readers um at the at the summit so if you're out there and if you uh you know you don't have to be professional quality but <laughs> you know, like you like you to carry a tune and maybe read a little music <laughs> oh i don't sing in public anymore <laughs> and maybe, I did have some acting background that that never hurts. So I did. I was uh, in the chorus when I was a kid because I used to love to sing when I was little. Um, and I had to quit uh, chorus when I was in high school because I choose a chose to go to a vocational school half the day and my regular school year half. There was no time left for yeah. music. Um, which I really missed. I was heartbroken, but I don't think I was ever really a good singer. I've always struggled with finding my voice, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like when I sing, there's like no consistency. It's either like low or high pitch. Like it, and I used to be a first soprano, but I can't hit that now if my life depended on it. Cause I think when you, as you age, your voice naturally goes a little lower and, um, yeah, I don't I don't sing in public because I get I get too nervous. I really can't do it. Yeah, I, I grew it. up playing I was the accompanist for like the school choirs and the church choir and stuff like that. Yeah. But also was in a, a couple of the high school productions. I played Harry Beaton in Brigadoon. I auditioned, but I was always so nervous I never got picked, not even for the chorus. So I ended up being an usher because I wanted to be involved somehow. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so I don't want to suck up any more of your time today because we recorded this right after the other one. Um, <laughs> but I do want to close with playing Testify because you played it at the summit and it's it's so great. So um, yeah, just to okay set it up, the, is the final scene of Act One. Okay. And Joshua has found a support group, and they are helping him with his search. But they just found out. As we talked about, they just found out that there's this national movement to seal up all the records for 99 years. Okay. And so they're despondent and moping around and um, down in the dumps. And an adoptee uh, na whose name is Jermaine, is the name of her character, uh, stands up and sings this song. Okay. I'm glad for the context. That's, that's helpful. All right. Here we go. Testify. Well, I was born and given away Don't know what year, don't know what day My mama loved me, or so they say I do believe it, but I'm here to say If you want justice, if you want truth If you want your heritage Here's what you have got to do Pluck up your courage, throw out your shame. You deserve your records. You deserve your name, name, name. Got to unify, got to testify. This ain't no pie, pie, pie in the sky. Unify, testify. It's your human right, your human right. to know who you so stand up and fight. fight. We have come too far. Go before the courts. Tell your neighbors to call your legislators and say love made you. Put away self-pity. Box up your fear in every city. it away no, no. don't play the victim don't baby cry this is your hour this is your day unify testify unify testify join 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 us gonna change these laws open up your wallets it's a righteous cause make every generation equal and free when we rise up in victory Pluck up your courage Throw off that shame You deserve your records, deserve your name, name, name Got to unify, got to testify This ain't no pie, pie, pie in the sky Are you with me now, Testify! Yeah.
I got tears welled up all again. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> she crushes that song. She does. And I got to tell you, I don't know how closely you were watching the audience at the summit. Uh, or if you weren't watching, I don't know. But from where I was at, I was in the back of the room. I saw a lot of nodding and fists in the air and people rocking back and forth. And like you moved a lot of people in that room with that song. For sure. For sure. And uh, it just spells it all out, you know? Well, what's, what's so cool about it is and yeah i mean people hands were up in the air it was like we were having a little adoptee church right there you know <laughs> yeah and 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 that's the goal is um to uh of, of the whole musical is to recognize the the grief that we confront and the loss we confront and the you know, some people call it genetic bewilderment and floatiness that we deal with and all that stuff. But also to recognize that deep down in us is the capacity to uh, be people who testify. Yeah. And uh, and act two, you know, ramps up even more. It turns from it's kind of like where the personal then turns political. And yeah. so act two is really about the activism and Joshua also resolves some of the personal issues with his search and his adoptive parents and, um, you know, more cheering, more crying, more, <laughs> more of everything. I can't wait. I, do you have a Facebook page for the musical where you keep people updated on? You know, um, I just, I just started an Instagram and I'm going to get a Facebook page up and going now that there's stuff to um, put up there. On the website itself, a great place to follow, uh -huh. uh, shameless plug, at the very bottom, it says follow us on Patreon. Okay. And I'm posting roughly monthly updates on what's happening. Um, these things cost money. Uh, oh, yeah. Surprising amount of money, <laughs> actually. Um, anybody who wants to contribute is welcome to. Uh, I'm doing this all out of my own pocket right now, and I'm happy to do it. Uh, there's there's sort of a joke in the musical the theater circles that says that one of the easiest way to blow a million dollars is to try to get a musical off the ground. I do not have anywhere close to a million dollars to blow. Yeah. But uh, even if we can get up around you know fifteen or twenty thousand, that really helps with renting space, with hiring actors and musicians and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if anybody wants to kick in five bucks a month uh, or a one time thing, please do. Um, no, no requirement. I, I totally believe the right resources are going to show up at the right time, but, um, there are people who are theater geeks and they're going, Oh yeah, I'll do that. So, and it's a place to watch for updates right now as well. So. Sorry, my tablet just caught up to the alert and went off. <clears throat> it's like first the phone, then the tablet. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry for that interruption. Um, from the government thank you uh, <laughs> i it's just it's so moving definitely definitely i'll put the link for the patreon in the show notes as well um when you have a facebook page up for it please send me the link and i can add to the show notes at any time um if you decide to do you know like a kickstarter or a gofundme or something please send me the link and i'll add it you know whatever whatever support you need 
Oh, uh, we'll do. Much appreciated. Much yeah, appreciated. I, I, you know, I personally don't. I'm broke. Uh, I had. <laughs> I'm in debt. I'm not broke. I'm in debt. I just graduated from college, so. Um, yeah, and uh, only people give out of abundance. Don't don't hurt your budget to do this. Uh, so because there's I money out re- there and it will find us. It hasn't yeah. yet, but it will. So. Yeah. Since I can't usually support financially, I share as much as I can on, you know, whenever I projects come across projects like this, I share them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You know, that's that's where I'm at mostly. Um, you know, I want to so- give a quick I want to give a quick shout out to the other musicians and my arranger Dan Sander Wells, and yeah, uh, he's a music director. I uh, went to a great school out in New Jersey, and he basically makes his living directing musicals all over the East Coast and the Midwest. And I was so lucky to run across him because uh, he's <laughs> he's got the juice. You know, he took my little tunes and turned them into showstoppers. And uh, Keaton Viavatine, he's um, did the orchestration on these songs that are on the website and a lot of the sound engineering and production. He is a trumpet player who was also a composer, and he uh, I got to meet him here in Denver when the Broadway tour of Anastasia came through town. So he is an actual Broadway musician, and as they as the story unfolded, they would ask these questions. Well, why do we do, need this, and do we really need the birth mother in here? Isn't this about Joshua? But once <laughs> once they got it, the lights came on. And they go, "Oh man, I am so invested." And even the singers who showed up, um, the two women who did Real Mother. Yeah. Uh, Angela Parrish is the voice of the opening scene in La La Land, the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. The the movie Another Day of Sun or the song Another Day of Sun in La La Land. Okay. I only the watched actress, that once, so I don't Yeah, the actress it, isn't I... singing it. Angela is singing it. And then the actress is a dancer. Oh. And then uh, Shelly Bort, who sang the other mom, is has been around Broadway for years. She sang backups on Glee. And so, again, just the talent seems to be dropping in from from the sky, from the heavens. And I'm thankful for it. That's fantastic. It's interesting. You know, people come into your life sometimes. I, I'm, I'm a big believer of things happening for a reason when yeah. they're supposed to happen. Yeah. Like not to sound all like weird metaphysical. I'm not like a religious person, but I'm like a spiritual person. And in my life, I've seen like now I feel like I've lived long enough that when I look back at like things that have happened that were not so great, sometimes I feel like I understand why they happened the way they did, like in retrospect, looking back. Yeah. You know? Like in the moment when a shitty thing happens, it's just like you can't you can't understand if there's any good reason for it. And sometimes there never is, but other times you get time and distance away from it and you're able to look back and be like, Oh, you know, at least you learned something or 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 something. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes any sense or I'm just rambling oh, now. Absolutely. And I've seen this in legislation too that Things that we could not have orchestrated, you know, who sh- who gets elected Speaker of the House or the fact that you end up with three adoptees on the committee that's going to vote on your bill. Um, yeah. You know, um, you just can't 
orchestrate it. It's what's the phrase they used? To, I think in in like uh, recovery circles they say you know God God looks out for fools and alcoholics, and I say God looks out for fools and alcoholics and adoptees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We need all the help we can get, you know. It's uh No kidding, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I wanna thank you again for your time, Rich, and um hopefully we'll get more traffic to the website. Maybe some more right people will hear this and be like, I wanna be involved. Um, you know, do you know Valerie Naiman? Uh not personally. Okay. I had her on the podcast a while ago. She was also involved in Broadway somehow. And um, she's an adoptee and recently wrote a book. Uh, it was just released in August. And um, that's where I saw her name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm i going to send this her way. and be like, hey, check this out. Know anybody that might be interested in helping? <laughs> anybody with a lot off Broadway theater who, who might want to crank this up for a couple of weeks? <laughs> yeah. I know all the support you can get would be great just to help make this happen because I feel like it needs to. And uh, there's a whole bunch of adoptees and first parents out there. And there are adoptive parents that get it that, you know, we can all get behind you in any of these big projects that are being done by adoptees to spread the word, you know, that I think all of us working together can help make things happen, you know? There's so much talent and so much creative energy going into this. It's just, it's really a great time to be part of this. Cause I was, I was there back for the dark ages where, um, you know, not, not quite as far back as when Gene Payton started up. But uh, as I mentioned in the, in the other podcast where, you know, legislators would get a death threat for trying to get access to a birth certificate. So um, yeah. we, we've, come a long way and thanks so much for your interest in this and uh sharing the passion about it oh yeah absolutely absolutely all right so i'm gonna let you go and um i will see you around online and i'll let you know when this is gonna be posted cheers all right have a good one i hope i am not calling you too late to ask about a certain summer night A certain date in 1968 A certain date in 1968 It was a time that altered both our fates A secret buried now is brought to light I hope I am not calling you too late I pray I am not calling you too late Would you consider setting up a date To meet and hug and see each other's eyes Too many wait until it is too late We've missed so much since 1968 We've missed so much since 1968 
I understand you may have kids, a mate. I do not wish to interrupt your life. To ask about that date in '68. To ask about that date in '68. If you're not ready, I will gladly wait. I never want to cause you grief or strife. I was afraid of calling you too late. I'm so afraid I'm calling you too late. Would you consider setting up a date to meet and hug and see each other's eyes? Many wait until it is too late. We've missed so much since 1968. This call has opened up a new floodgate. Were you allowed to hold me close and tight? Before you said goodbye in '68, on that life-changing, heartbreaking night, would you consider setting up a date to clear up all the fantasies and lies? Too many wait until. Since 1968, we've missed so much.